0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Did you ever think that you would be a grown person getting paid to pretend to be a cat? Oh my God! Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you oh hear? Oh my God, guys! Because I can't believe Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my What's up everybody, my name is Jake Workman and this is Oh My Pod, you guys, a musical theater and pop culture podcast. You guys, a lot has happened in the past week since I last spoke with you. We talked a lot about Miss Beyonce, Giselle Knowles-Carter last week and how she announced her world tour for Renaissance. And now we must discuss how she is the most Grammy awarded artist in history with 32 Grammys. And girl, she deserves every one tragically she did not win album of the year we are not going to talk about that however i think it's truly incredible that she has achieved this milestone in her career and not that she needs me to be proud of her but i am another icon that i have newly become obsessed with is one pamela anderson you guys i just watched her documentary it's called pamela a love story and it's on netflix it is so beautifully directed and produced her sons actually created the project And she gave them full reign and full access to all of her archives, all of the photos, videos, audio files throughout her life, and her own personal journal entries, which she kept all through the years of her most infamous Hollywood experiences. This documentary is so poignant and beautiful, and it really gives her the opportunity to take back the narrative about her own life and her own experiences being in the spotlight. She opens up about trauma and abuse that she experienced as a young girl and what it was like to truly be demonized and written off as a complete and total sex object in Hollywood. She is funny and bright. She's obviously absolutely beautiful. And she just seems like such a wonderful person. And there's a super special little treat where some of my pals from the Chicago Broadway cast make an appearance when Pamela went in as Roxy. So I highly recommend, again, it's on Netflix and I couldn't get enough. All right, we do also need to talk about two new shows that are on the horizon for Broadway. One of which is a musical adaptation of La La Land. Now, I was actually a fan of the movie. I thought it was very beautiful and cinematic. Wow, a movie cinematic. Shocking. But I really did think the production value was beautiful. I enjoyed the story and I really liked the acting performances. I was less than thrilled by the singing, but I will say maybe hiring actual Broadway performers and singers will only enhance the musical element of this great story. It's going to be helmed by Bartlett Sher, who obviously has a track record of creating notoriously stunning productions at Lincoln Center. So maybe I need to be a little less skeptical and be open to the idea of a potentially gorgeous new musical. And then there is also the announcement of a new musical called Hell's Kitchen, which is supposedly going to tell the story of Miss Alicia Keys, who I absolutely adore. I'm not sure exactly how one would pull that off. I think you are really going to need somebody to embody Alicia Keys in a way that we haven't really seen done in a Broadway show other than maybe MJ and in The Cher Show. But I do think it's interesting because Alicia Keys doesn't strike me as someone who is necessarily a huge personality or someone who you could really do a a quintessential impression of. and, And you would say, wow, that's exactly Alicia Keys. I know exactly who you're doing. So I think it might rely more on the storytelling and the musical element of the show. So I'm interested to see what that's like. Oh my pod, you guys. I'm so thrilled to introduce our next guest. She is a mother. She is a world renowned Broadway soprano. It is the incomparable Miss Sarah Jean Ford. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you, my pod, you guys.
1: (laughs) Where are you calling from? I'm
0: here. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York.
1: Great, great. How long have you been there?
0: You can tell by my brick. Sorry. For the folks at home, I have a brick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How long have I been here? Um, You know, it's so funny. I always sort of fancied myself a Brooklynite, um, but I never moved here until two years ago. Oh, nice. Three years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Have yeah. you been like in, my all the in the boroughs of the city? Me and my daughter moved in with my boyfriend. Yes, I started in long Island city, Great. and then I went to then and then I went to then I went to went back to Long went City to then Island went to Washington I went a Washington Washington I stayed in Washington Heights for a long time and a long time. to then I moved of
1: have had the You've had the run of the mill New <laughs> <That's 18 years laughs> of the That's New York a That's 18 of city folks. <laughs> she of she puts out <laughs> a cigarette Um, so so you and I met doing, um, a really fun, uh, like sort of cabaret show called Muse Match at Green Room 42. Was that your first time doing Muse Match? It was
0: actually, yeah. Bill Coyne is a friend of mine and we sort of just like, I think we're like, I don't know how we met to be honest, but then he finally asked me to be a part of the, the really cool little moment that he's made. Yeah, And that was like the, I don't know, like the six, how many... That was like the 33rd Muse Match. I know, something, something like, crazy. Like...
1: If you don't know, Muse Match is this really cool opportunity for um, sort of like composer and lyricist teams. And, and sometimes um, just like composers and lyricists uh, in one. And they team up mm-hmm. with a sort of quote unquote muse and get to write and create a piece that's fully just, you know, based around them. Um and I got to work with some really exciting writers. You got to work with um, a really fun writer, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Billy. Do you want to talk about how you yeah. sort of like formed your your piece for that show? <laughs> well, I'm sort
0: of an open book, as maybe you'll find out oh, um, I can't as we dive further into <laughs> this podcast. Um, I'm really very open, sometimes maybe to the point where people are uncomfortable. But you know what? <laughs> that's who I am. Um, Let it all am, hang world. out. So- so yeah I met Billy and I just kind of went in and told him my life story I mean I like, just went in and I think I just, ca- it's so funny I gave him so much stuff to pull from <laughs> but then he like he like, really just like grabbed onto this strange fact that I had become friends with someone um, a dentist in Long Island and he I don't know how he sort of got hooked up with like a bunch of the broadway community but it was sort of through phantom and then it's now he's knows everyone it seems and um his name is Louis panulo and he has a beautiful um practice out in long island and he has been a a gift to my poor old 41 year old teeth (laughs) and he has he has made my smile amazing and um also he is like, I don't know, I, I call him like a modern-day patron of the arts because he, like, he really does take artists on and, like, wants to create shows around them. And he he wants to be, like, a producer as well. And there's a lot of, like, going to Lou's house and, like, sitting around his gorgeous piano and singing and drinking and eating. And, I mean, oh he's just, God. like, a lovely... It's a, it's a lovely little thing. Um, and he has... During the pandemic, I ran into some dental issues and I had to be like Lou I don't know what to do I don't have an insurance like I'm I'm stuck and he was like I got you and he like gave me like emergency dental work for free wow because he's like an angel it's like it's like everything I've wanted. Yeah. I'm actually going to go see Titanic with him this
1: weekend. Oh, so. yay. No A friend of the pod. Oh my know, gosh. Right? My, my dear friend Luke is now the associate choreographer for Titanic. I'm so excited oh, to get to see it. I think awesome. I'm going on Saturday. Are you going?
0: <gasps> I'm going on Saturday. Oh
1: my <gasps> Oh my god. This is breaking news on Oh My Pod, you guys. (laughs) Sarah Jean Ford and I will both be at the same performance of Titanic. Oh my god. Well that's amazing.
0: God, what a story. Well that's amazing.
1: You I I must say, if I may say, you are so stunningly beautiful and you just sort of outed outed your your age. Um, and I want to talk about your series for Broadway World called The Aging Ingenue, Aww. because it is so clever, so funny, the, Aww, the production value is so excellent, and it, it seems really small scale, but so great, wonderfully produced. Um, what brought you to, to start that project? Was it in the pandemic?
0: Uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching, first of all, and um, for talking about it. Oh my god, of course, it's <laughs> um, excellent. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, so right before the pandemic, I fell in love. Um, um, <laughs> me and my boyfriend met on OK Cupid. Don't worry about hot. it. Hot, and um, right, and he is a film director, and so he's like kind of we, you know, we skirt the same creative worlds, and sort of like right away we started writing together. I was working on an adaptation of Calamity Jane, and I wanted to like do another reading of it. So like at the beginning of the pandemic, we kind of just like collaborated and we found that we were actually quite good collaborators as well as lavas so um, so then we were like trying to think of like things that we could like put like produce that would be like covid friendly and like quick and um and I was like I sort of had this idea that I want to like I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a voice teacher. I teach I teach voice. So I teach acting as well. But um, I so I listen to just these little girls singing like, you know, heart, don't fail me now. <laughs> and I'm and like, I'll finish my lesson and close my computer and be like, don't turn back. And I'll sing it with my best <laughs> voice ever and be like, oh, man, those days are behind me. But like I uh, so I had this like I was like, I kind of just want to do like a series where I'm just like singing songs that I'm too old to sing. And sure. call it the aging ingenue. I just like had that idea. And he was like, we'll do more than that. We'll give you a spotlight and some smoke and it'll be a whole <laughs> thing. And, and so we started to just kind of create her. And at first she was like a clown. Like she was an absolute clown. Uh-huh. And we actually have footage of her being a clown. Like, I, like <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette and I have huge hair and I'm carrying like a poodle. And I'm like walking out of an audition and I'm like, I booked it. It's like clown and then subtlety, we were like subtlety no this is not who she is so then we just kind of reconfigured her and we wrote a couple scenes because we really just wanted it to be like almost like music video but then we wrote some scenes and and we wrote to them together and 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 cameron directed it and pulled all the favors and um and it, it ended up being just such a special little project and then broadway world we we reached out to broadway world um Ellen Marie Marsh. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. She's like a fabulous human. She I met with her and I was like, what do I do with this? Like we have this like fully formed piece and we just don't know. We thought we were like, this is going to be the most expensive Instagram post ever. Like, We didn't know (laughs) what we were doing. And she was like, I think you should talk to Broadway World. Like they love new content. Like they're really good supporters of like fresh new content. And I reached out to other publications like Playbill and they ghosted me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with, like, I like Broadway World for that reason. Because they do like new, they like to support, you know, new content. They like yeah. to support fresh and original stuff. so Totally. Yeah, so we went to them and, and then we made it. And, and the rest is
1: her story. Well, and I love that it's such a, it's really, really well produced. But it is also still short form content. So it's not like you're diving into a 25 minute, you know, episode of something it's like i'm gonna yeah, it's not like, a huge
0: commitment yeah
1: yeah and it's so funny i just i i love it and i think my favorite is the episode um i think it's maybe the second or third but the one um where you're waiting for the school bus is that your daughter in the yeah in yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah i thought so yeah. and i just i love it i think it's so clever and so great so thank you i yeah, applaud she had a you fun
0: time yeah, we had a fun time. I don't think she has any intention of acting. Today. Right.
1: Like, <laughs> well, I was, was going to ask you, did, does your work um, excite her or inspire her at all? Or is she like, eh, it's old hat. My mom, you know, done Broadway, whatever.
0: I mean, her dad does it too. You know, we're both Broadway actors. Um, mm-hmm. So she's sort surrounded by it. <laughs> <laughs> and her, her dad's um, fiancé, Julia Madison, is a beautiful, funny, stupid, funny writer and then Cameron is also a writer and a director. So she's really surrounded by, like, all this these artists, yeah. you know. Um, I think there's a part of her that, like, I think there's a part of her that is over it. And then when she comes and sees me in something, she gets very proud. Hmm. And she, like, wants everyone to know that I'm, that she's my daughter. And, <laughs> you know, she just saw me do Sound of Music. And it was, like, really small production in the round, Oh, she fantastic! Was like, yeah, and she was front row and there was like a Nazi right by her. And she was just like, oh, <gasps> like this. <laughs> it was like she was on the edge of her seat, like literally like, are they going to escape the Nazi? You know, like she really felt that. And um, yeah, it wow. was, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to like, but she also just like doesn't care. Like, you know, right, I'm taking right, her right. to see Phantom of the Opera next month. Um, because yes. I was like, I got to take her to see it before it closes. Oh my God. Ugh. It's like a, such a huge part of my life. And right. Cameron, my boyfriend hasn't seen it either. And so I oh got us like, some sweet tickets and I'm super excited to like get to introduce it to
1: them. Work. Yeah. Okay. Well, Girl. let's talk about Phantom. Let the, the elephant in the room, the chandelier in the room. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so I, it, Phantom was the first show that I ever saw on Broadway when I was 12 years
0: Me, old. Oh, no. Not on Broadway, but it was the first show I, the first professional show I ever saw.
1: Okay, amazing. So, yeah. what was your road to being first the Mirror Bride and then Christine?
0: Well, it all started on the dark and <laughs> that night. fateful um, night. <laughs> um, I that was the first show I ever saw. I was eight. I don't really remember too much of it. I just remember sort of being like, "Whoa, this is big and huge and amazing." Mm-hmm. Um. And then I, um, you know, like I sang professionally as a kid. I was like a studio singer when I was like 10 to like age 14. And then I started, I, then I was like, oh, I really want to like learn how to sing, sing. And then they were like, oh, you're a soprano. And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> they were like, yeah, you are. So I started singing soprano. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, but I always wanted to be on stage just to make people laugh. Like that's like all I cared about. I just wanted to make people laugh and I wanted to sing pretty songs. Mm-hmm. But I... Had this soprano voice, and I was like, oh, interesting. When I was, like, 19, I went on a New York trip with my best friend. And I sort of just, like, casually was like, by the way, I think Christine is going to be the first show I do on Broadway. The first role I do on Broadway. (laughs) She was like, oh, yeah? yeah? What do you think that? And I was like, I don't know, because she's, like, kind of dumb, and maybe I'll, like, bring something to it. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's what I said. And then I had, like, no desire after that. I auditioned for the movie. Sir, random story that I probably never told anybody. Oh. I auditioned for the movie in college because Patrick Wilson went to Carnegie Mellon, and so they were having a hard time finding a Christine. So he was like, "Let me reach out to some of these girls at Carnegie Mellon." Yes, and, and he remember, had already been
1: cast as Ralph,
0: and he was already cast as Ralph. So mm-hmm. like, I got on the phone and talked to Patrick about it, and like, he was like, "Just look hot and like, just sing high and look hot." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," you and I had that to the red. Bank right? I had red, pinkish red, short, spiky hair and my voice. And I was like, oh, I'm not getting this. Like there's, they're not gonna, I'm not getting this. <laughs> um, and that was like the first audition I ever had for it. And I was like, okay. And then, um, yeah, I auditioned for it once, uh, while I was doing the Fantastics. I didn't get it cause I was too busy trying to figure out what they wanted. And then, um, sure. the next time I went in, I just like, I had somebody sneak me in. Her name is Marilyn Caskey. She was um, playing Madame Jury at the time. And she, she had them sneak me in. And so I sat on the steps and I watched the show. And I just kind of was a, I just studied the blocking, to be honest. That's all I did. I just did the blocking. And then when I went in for the audition, I I got it. And, and they were like, oh, we don't know where we want to put you. Should we going to put you in Vegas, on the tour, on mm-hmm. Broadway? And the Broadway won out, but then the tour won out. So I did it on the tour and... And yeah, like i worked my way from being the mere bride um, to being, then they offered me Christine on the tour. And then I left, I left the tour and I was like, I'm, ba- I'm going to go by, <laughs> <I just laughs> did bye. other things. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I think they were like, you are. And I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to be Christine on the road forever. Like I can't do that. And right. then one day I was like in the equity office and I saw David Lai, who's a music uh, director over there. He's a conductor. And I was like, I'd love to come back into the show. Like, And he was like, oh, I don't think they know that. He was like, you should let them know that. So I reached out to some people, and I was like, hey, I would like to be Christine again <laughs> on Broadway. And then they called me in for the next audition. I had to re-audition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I got to be Christine on Broadway.
1: Wow. And, and you it was, ran for... Um, great. How long did you do it on Broadway?
0: Not very long. Like, a year and a half. About a year and a half. Great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I, I did get to go back in after I had my daughter... And I got to be the alternate for about three or four months. And I helped put Norm Lewis in to the show. And oh, fabulous. So it, was like C- it was like Sierra and me and Norm, which was really fun. Yeah. And that was also like a very weird job. Being an alternate is like, I was like, what am I? D-? I, I would like come to the theater and be like, I swear I know the show. I haven't <laughs> done it for five days, but like I swear I do. <laughs> but like I, I could if you if you wanted I, me to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's very weird. Very so weird. in that regard, is, is being an alternate the same as being a standby? Are you are you like at the theater every night and ready to go on at a moment's notice? Or is it like you have guaranteed shows, but otherwise you're not really there?
0: Um, k- Kind of, yeah. Like um, back in the day, the alternate Christine did not have to be in the building unless she was performing her two shows. Mm-hmm. And she does two shows a week and that's it. Um, and that was a weird thing because you are doing two shows, no matter what you're doing, you're two shows. Right. And then if the Christine, the full-time six a week, Christine calls out, you're the first person they call contractually. I guess that's it. Sure. So when I was the understudy, I was like, what's the point of being the understudy? Like, you're never going to call me. This Uh is dumb. So like, I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, you, so you kind of are considered the standby then as well. Right. You know? But if somebody goes out in the middle of the show, which happens kind of a lot, um, the understudy right there to do mm-hmm. it. But now I think the alternate might have to be in the building. I don't know how it works now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not old. sure. But the, <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, obviously Phantom of the Opera, one of, I think probably the most iconic um, Andrew Lloyd Webber show. But you yeah. also were in the revival of Cats, the musical, as Jelly Lorum. Did you always know, or or was dance always an element of musical theater for you that you felt confident in?
0: Absolutely not, no. Um, I, I was like one of those girls that like, I, I have like a weird body that like looks like a dancer. I'm not like <laughs> graceful or anything, but I have like a body that looks like a dancer. So I think people assume it when they look at me, but no, mm. um, I... I dodged dance class throughout my entire childhood. I, you know, I should have gotten into dance class. I was too scared to get into it. I was too nervous.
1: I mean, it's scary. Very
0: it's very scary. And then, and my, my, my fear was always that there was going to be somebody way younger than me in the room with me who was better. Like, isn't that weird? Then when I got into college, I went to I went to Carnegie Mellon. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I went to community college for two years. And they had a pretty strong dance program at my community college, which is Park Community College in California. Pretty strong dance. So I was doing a lot of dance in there. I just finally just shoved myself into those dance classes. But then when I went to Carnegie, I, you know, there's only 10 of us. We started with 10. We, we ended with seven. There's a very small amount of people in per major, you know. Um, right. And they split us into, like, the good dancers and the bad dancers. And I was, like, <laughs> in the bad dance class. I was the only girl in the bad dance class. And slowly but surely, it's just, like, people would leave the bad dance class and get bumped up to the good dance class. huh. And at the end, it was just me and Will Reynolds. I don't know if you know Will Reynolds is. <laughs> He's an amazing composer. I sure do. And, and a great actor and a great singer. And just we called it Just Us Dance. And it was Just Us tap. <laughs> Just us jazz, just us ballet in like a huge, huge ballet room with a pianist, like playing like beautiful, jennopede, <laughs> like, and we're just like by ourselves, just doing bar work, like tendu, just us, tendu. all the way till senior year, it was just us. And I mean, no one would have ever thought that I would be the one that would be in Cats.
1: So yeah. So, so then how did you make your way <laughs> so from how being... did I do it? From, oh, yeah, <laughs> Right. So from Just Us Dance to Andy Blankenbuehler, what is the trajectory? Right. Like, how was, were you going in for the show knowing, like, I'm I'm in for, like, a particular vocal track and then they'll work me into the show, you know, otherwise? Or, like, what was that like for you, rehearsals and, and I guess, the you audition know, I process? Was,
0: yeah, I was so scared of... Um having to dance but for some i think at the time in my life that i auditioned for cats i was going this is the juicy part where i just get real yes i was going through a divorce Mm -hmm. yeah i was going through divorce and i was like i was kind of in like i don't give any fucks kind of place toast pardon my franche um and i i i just i was back in phantom i had I had, when I was in the beginning of my divorce, I reached out to Phantom and I said, is there anything for me? Like, I got to get a job. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you can't be Christine. You're too old for Christine. <laughs> too mature. You
1: said, How dare you? Um
0: I said, I don't effing care. <laughs> they said, guess what? Your Mirror Bride track is reopening for nine months. Do you want to come in? And I was like, oh my God. Like, literally, like the timing was it was Kisner, it was beautiful yeah so i went back into phantom and i then i like really just like i was safe and secure and phantom was so fun to be back in just the ensemble i wasn't gunning for the role it was just like and i would loved it i had such a fun time and then i got the audition for cats and i was just like okay like whatever and i i that by this third call back they were like okay we're they're gonna dance you next time and i was like okay and i went and i bought myself some like i was also like you know newly single so I was like super snatched and just like yes <laughs> so I like went and bought myself some like dance pants and I was like I'm gonna dance and I my best friend uh, is Tyler Haynes and he is one of the best dancers ever Correct. And I was like
1: that's I was undisputed. like you're gonna have
0: to help me yes right I'm like you're gonna have to help me also Nathan um Morgan Nathan Morgan who was in Phantom with me and eventually cats with me had done the tour of cats. And so he knew the choreography. So Mm. he taught me the Jellicle ball. He was just like, this is probably what it's going to be. And so he put a video on, on tape for me and I watched it and put it on my schnazzy dance pants and I learned it. (laughs) And then the day of the final of that, uh, not final audition, but the, the, the audition I thought I had to dance in, I was running late. My babysitter was running late. Right before I walked out the door, my daughter peed on me because she was potty training. Right. I I was like newly single mom with a 2-year-old. You know, it was like, what? And I <laughs> I ran out the door and I like get all the way down to the audition and they sing me again and I have like pee on me, right? They sing me again and they're like and they're like, "Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in again, Sarah." And I'm like, "Are you going to dance me?" And they were like, mm, "No." And they're like looking at each other like, we haven't, no, we haven't danced anybody oh. today. And I'm like, I have pee on my pants.
1: <laughs> and it's not even my pee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're dancing. And they were like, we're dancing you. We're, so we're doing it. We're they doing took it. me into a room and I learned it with um, Eleanor Scott, who's like gone on to choreograph Queen. numerous things. Yes, everything. And I learned it with her and um, I kind of already knew it. And then... Um, cause I'm good. Like once I know something, then I can kind of start putting it in my body and fill shapes and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I don't, but I don't have technique. Like I don't have like the technique that, you know, most dancers do. And then Andy came in and he watched it and he was like, great, let's run around the room like cats together. And we were like, okay. And just me and Andy run, ran around the room <laughs> like cats.
1: You and Broadway icon, Andy Blankenbuehler <laughs>
0: pretending to be felines. And, right. And that, and then I got it. Like it was like, wow. And then. I, and then I went to rehearsal, Jake, and I cried every day.
1: Fierce. Fierce. Because I
0: was, like, not, I did not feel like I belonged. And I was, I knew that Andy didn't know what to do with me. And I would, like, put on really dark red lipstick. And I would, like, walk in. and I'd be, like, I'm ready. She's like, I <laughs> <laughs> Teach me.
1: So, okay, well, and um, yeah, the final it. product was unbelievable. I mean, I <laughs> have been obsessed with you for a long time. Um, stalker much nice. but I saw the revival Yay. of cats three times and you were in it every you single did. time I sure did wow. I'm also a slut for Tyler Haynes so I've just Yay. just all of it you know like I I was obsessed with that show and so even just to get I, I've already told Christine Cornersmith that I was a yes. creepazoid obsessed with her but then to get to do <laughs> she's the
0: best oh, she's the
1: best but like then to get to do Chicago on Broadway with her and be like oh you're just fun we're just friends. Yeah, I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, just have just there friends. been people? Yeah. We're just like, we're friends. Have there been people <laughs> in your, your career who you have been like, holy crap. I'm, I'm in the same room with this person.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then they all end up sort of being my friends. Yeah. Like, it's like Yeah. Which is so weird. amazing. I mean, like, yeah, I think right before the pandemic, uh, right. When the pandemic shut us all down I was doing um a show called love life at city center encores and with Brian Stokes Mitchell and I was just like I literally creamed myself yes. to your voice 100%. Like, as a hundred percent as a teenager uh-huh. um Stokes don't worry about calm Stokes now Stokes. um Sticks um Sutton Foster I worked with Sutton, and I. I just worked with her brother, so it was like nice because I got to like just go up and be like, "I didn't know your brother." Um, and then since then, like we did an encore thing together for like you know two weeks, and then suddenly we've been friends ever since, which has been so it. nice. What, and, what, um, what did you
1: work on with Hunter?
0: I did Into the Woods with Hunter at Pittsburgh CLO. He was the baker, and I was Cinderella.
1: Oh, yeah. how fabulous! He um, he was just my director in Jersey Boys this past summer, and he was oh, an absolute delight. He was so I so like fun to him. work with. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I I hear that he's a good director. I too. like him. Yes, he he was fantastic and and so smart and just had clearly done all so of his smart. research which was amazing. Um so you obviously we've we've talked about it. You did Christine in Phantom. You also did mm-hmm. Petra in my very favorite musical, A Little Night Music.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that mm-hmm. the
1: mm-hmm. revival the most recent revival?
0: Yes. yes. Okay,
1: so that was, um, were you with Angela Lansbury?
0: Okay, so there's a, there's a whole story. Do you want to hear the whole story?
1: I surely do, because my very best friend in this world, Miss Kat McNamara, played Frederica. Oh, <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And so I have, oh, like, baby. these, like, ins and outs, you know, that I've, like, heard, obviously, through her. Throughout oh, I love it. Our friendship, but um, tell me your story with that show.
0: Okay, so... Um, Angela and and Catherine Zeta-Jones were leaving. Um, I love that I'm like on a first name basis with Angela. I'm of not. course, of course, um, Angie. I didn't. I met her. I I met her in passing. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they were leaving the show, and they left, and they did like sort of like a three week hiatus while they put in Elaine, and Bernadette, right. and me, and um, me. <laughs> and I sort of always joke. I'm like the press release. Really strangely, didn't. Mention my name. <laughs> Interesting. Calls up um, Robin so, again. Uh, right. <laughs> so, right. So, I was um, replacing uh, Mrs. Anderson, which is one of the Leibus leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, Marissa McGowan, was leaving. And so, I came in and took over for Mrs. Anderson. So, I got to be in the rehearsal room for three weeks with Bernadette and Elaine. Like, wow. Just watching. Just an actual fly on the wall. Like, yes. Literally. Um, it was so great. And they... in. Rehearsal process, they were like, so you're going to understudy Petra and Anne. You know, focus on Petra. You're more like the first cover for Petra than anything else. And I'm like, okay. They're like, by the way, we will probably not get to rehearse you anytime soon. So just like know what you know until we get there. And I'm like, okay, great. So we open the show. We're doing the show. And about, I want to say like a month in, I make that phone call to Phantom. And I'm like, I'd like to come back in. And then they're like, great, you're coming back in. Uh So I'm like, oh, okay. so I've got like one more month left of low nine music. So I did the show total like three months as Mrs. Anderson and I left and um, then cut to four months later, I'm in my run as Phantom of the Opera Mm -hmm. and I'm in jury duty. Um, I was serving on a jury, don't worry about it. Um, and I was like a very active jury member, like nodding my head, like, yes, yes, mm, yes. Like, I was like, super into it. And the jury duty, actual jury duty, like went on for like two months. And oh it was like, we God. met like, I know, we met like twice, sometimes just once a week for two months. So I felt like I knew these people. They were like my coworkers. And of course. It was just a very funny experience. So, anyways, <laughs> one day while I was in jury duty, I was getting a call from my agent on my like flip phone, because this is 2011. Of course. Um, so I'm like, oh, why is Broadway calling me? Why is my agent calling me? Like, ooh. So I go out on my break, and he's like, hey, so they're having an emergency over to Little Night Music. Which part do you know? And I'm like, what? I,
1: um, Petra, like, I know question Henrik.
0: Question mark? Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm like, I think I know Petra. He's like, okay, great. So call me on your next break, because if Phantom will let you out tonight, you're going on tonight and I'm like okay okay and they're like the jurors are now being summoned back (laughs) into the jury room and I'm like so I go back into the jury room and I'm like suddenly rocking back and forth and I'm like going through words and dialogue and Uh, And then I'm like, that fucking song. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that song. Yeah. It's a wink and a wiggle and a giggle on the grass and I'll trip the life and Uh (laughs) dingo. So suddenly I'm not an active jury member. The like the like foreman is like staring at me like, why is she not active anymore? Because I was just like "Uh (laughs) shaking, you know, and I'm like, I could Google the words, but then they're going to be like, why are you on your phone? And it's like a whole thing. So then I go back out. I call him. He's like, okay. after you get out, go straight to the theater. They're going to be waiting for you. Phantom of the Opera has sent your shoes, your boots, and your your makeup thing. They've packed everything up. It's going to all go down there. Just go to the theater. I'm like, I don't know when I'm getting out. He's like, just go to the theater. Go to the theater. They're going to be waiting for you. You're going to have a waltz rehearsal. You're going to meet with the whole cast. It's like the whole thing. Oh, I'm like, oh my oh, okay. God. So I get out at like 530. I'm in Queens. I get out, and I like open my teeny tiny little flip phone, <laughs> somehow go on Google, and Google the words to the Miller Son. <laughs> like T-982 <laughs> bullshit. And I like have it. And I'm like on, I'm going underneath the ground because it's like Queens. And I'm like, we and going to wiggle in the giggle on the grass. Okay, I can, sure, sure, sure. I'm oh. just saying yes, saying yes. I get there and they're all like waiting patiently. Like Bernadette's in the middle of them. They're all like in a semicircle around her. That's how I remember. It. I don't think that's how it was. And they're all like, <laughs> In the rehearsal room. Like, Easter she was Island just heads. staring at me. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, are you ready to waltz? And I'm like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> and then suddenly we're like, you know, waltz rehearsal. We do like a quick, 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 like, little space through. And I get shoved into Anna Lee Ashford's wig and her costumes. And I did three shows. I did that show that night and then two, the matinee the next day and that evening show. Holy and cow. the next day went back into Phantom.
1: It was oh crazy. my and
0: Playbill God. was there, and they like wrote an article, and I was like famous for like one whole day.
1: Like, <laughs> and you're like, it's it's a little night music, your honor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you're back in jury but duty. There's like-
0: one girl in the in the jury that was like, did you like save Broadway last month? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And She was like, I. I feel like I read about that. And I was like, that's Sarah. Because <laughs> like she, she was like a Broadway fan. That was so random. Oh, Anyways. my God. So that I is... did pay, play Petra. I, I mean, I was contracted Insane. to play Petra. So I put it on my resume, fool. Hell yeah. I you know, did.
1: <laughs> but I didn't. Like, and you lived to tell the
0: tale, I, which is
1: the most important I, like, part. I through Elaine it. Stritch
0: literally sitting in the wings in her wheelchair trying to get me out of character, quote unquote. And I'm like, Elaine. <laughs> Like, don't get me out of my head. Like, I need to be in my head. Like, she was trying to, like, mess me up to try to, like, you know, make me, like... Classic. Make me, like, in the moment. And I was, like, ala- I'm literally, like, reading my script, hearing my line, and go.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. That is absolutely it was wild. It so but, fun. but it's so... It, like, truly points to... The I mean Kathy Boydco actually was just talking about how it's a superpower. It's like yeah. you just you just trust your your brain and your body and you just do it because that's that's the job. Um, yeah. so yeah. you have done how to succeed. Mm, yeah, you did Finian's Rainbow. Yeah, I am also a big fat slut for Wicked <laughs> the musical.
0: Oh yeah, I did that show too.
1: You surely did. Would you like to talk about that experience?
0: Oh my god! Uh, you sure. were
1: you were the standby for Glinda, was it? Oh, I it was the understudy.
0: Yeah, so I okay. actually did have a part in the ensemble. I said, "I hear some rebel animals are giving her food a job." <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hear her soul is so unclean. <laughs> Work. Yes. Yes. Was that fun? Um,
0: Yes. I mean, I have, like, a lot of opinions about Wicked. My time at Wicked was, um... Well,
1: do tell. This is the hottest gossip on Broadway.
0: Right. Um, Well, I graduated. I literally walked in my ceremony, and I got on a plane the next day, and I settled myself at Tyler Haynes' apartment on his floor in his bedroom. I lived with him for a month, and I started rehearsals the next day. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. And, um, I... Uh, so I'm such a funny person to get a job right out of college because, like, all my other friends didn't have jobs right out of college. So instead of, like, being happy for myself, I just was, like, sad for all of them, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, like, one of those people that, like, don't shine too bright. Everybody else will be dim, you know? Oh, like, yes. Something I'm oh, working yes. on, Jake. Mm-hmm. Something I'm working on. Still, number 41. So, anyways, then I rehearsed for a month and then I... um moved to Chicago and it was um, kind of hard. You know, I suddenly was like in this brand new city that I never even saw myself in. I always thought I was going to move to New York right away. And, you know, um, right. there were two understudies on the role and um, they ended up, they ended up putting the other understudy on like all the time. Um, Cause our Glinda, who is Kate Reinders, who's freaking wonderful human that I love. Oh yeah. First she, Glinda I ever um, saw. Yeah. Um, in that Chicago she, company. Oh my gosh! Wow, she um, broke her foot, and so um, it was such a. I don't want to. I guess I should be just gossipy. Why not? Um, <laughs> basically, Lisa, uh, who's an associate director, pulled me aside, and she's like, "Listen, I think she's like you're the first cover, right?" And I was like, "Well, no, you, you, you didn't assign me a first cover. You know, you don't do that." And she's like, "Well, you should be because you're the best." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And like the the next week she broke her foot and like all of the, um, uh, the other girls, you know, wigs were ready and her costumes were ready and mine weren't. And so ah. they put her on and then they continued to put her, put her on and put her on and put her on and put her on. And then they would sort of like break up her weeks with a performance of mine at the end of the week. Gotcha. So, so they didn't have to offer her a contract. And it was... It was rough because, like, shady. I, I really wanted to play the role, and I was like yeah. confused as to what was going on. And I kept going to the stage manager and being like, "What's happening?" And he was like, "It's not coming from me. I swear." But he was also a little shady with me, and like, mm-hmm. he kind of fancied himself a director. And so he like, he like, I was doing my put in for Glinda, and he stopped me in the middle of my put in, which is like kind of unheard of. It's like not what rude. Right. And I was literally in the middle of popular. Like, I was out of breath making people gag with laughter. And he stopped me and said, I think we've gotten away from what we talked about for this character. And I was Uh... like, okay, buddy. And then I also understood a Nessa. I actually went on a lot more for Nessa. And he was like, this is your role. This is your role. And he kind of came off, like, now looking back, like, I did sort of feel some, like, hashtag Me Too vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, especially with like how he just was towards me. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I left after six months. I was like, peace out. Like, gotcha. I can't. this is unhappy. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And come to find out he got fired a month later.
1: Wow. Um, and
0: the girl who took over for me went on all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that there was something going on with him. Certainly. And it's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate because I never really got a chance to, like, be in that show in a way. Yeah. You know? It
1: is unfortunate, so. but it's also, it really is such an important reminder that, uh, I mean, sexism is alive and well in and out of the theater world. And,. I mean, obviously, on the, yeah. on the most obvious sort of surface level, we talk all the time in this industry about how much harder it is for a woman than it is for a man to book jobs and keep jobs and whatever. But even when you have the job, it there, you know, you could yeah. you could fully and I'm obviously I don't identify as a woman, but um, hmm. I have many, many female identifying friends who are like, this is fucked up. How are we still dealing with this shit now in this in this you know little sliver of the world where we're supposed to feel like it's so equitable and it's so open and everyone's welcome here and whatever but like there are just such inequities still that it's kind of mind-blowing but i'm sorry that you had to deal with that that's fucked up
0: yeah thank you i mean to be honest i kind of really just recently processed it and i'm like huh like he really didn't make me feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. that's so interesting and then like I mean, when I was like, oh, when I found out that he got fired, I was like, oh, well, of course, you know. But then I really thought about it and I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, shit. You
0: really kind of effed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that was my time. It was, it was like, I feel like I'd come to the theater every week and I would just sort of be sad because I w- didn't get to go on for the role that I was there for. You know, I was really there for that role. Sure. So, and then I would, and then I would, you know, get to go on at the end of the week and it would all be worth it. Cause I was like, I had the best time ever, of course, you know? So it was like, well, this sucks because mm-hmm. it's like, because like, I don't know. It's really, it's really fun. What I do, it turns out. Yeah. And I really like it. And, <laughs> well, and I, and, think um, you know, that is,
1: that is also how so, so many non equity experiences get away with such crazy treatment because at the end of the day, when you're an artist and you you love what you do, when you get that tiny little taste of, oh, yes, that's it. That's what I love. You know, like, this is why I'm doing it. Everything kind of fades away. And then, you know, you step off stage and you get back to your hotel room or your house or whatever. And you're like, wow, fuck. Like, this sucks. A lot of this really sucks. I mean, not, not just uh, the non-equity experience, but especially there where you can fully be taken advantage of, there are no rules and you know, you, you just have to want it more than anything else because that's it. It's crazy. It really is so insane. Yeah. So one last question. Did you, do you have a favorite project or role or theatrical experience? That you've ever done?
0: Um, yeah. Let me think. Um, I mean, I get asked this question all the time, and sometimes it changes <laughs> as I get older. Um, of course. Uh, you know, I got to, uh, I mean, I've had to, I've got the chance to originate now twice. Um, and then, you know, those shows didn't go any further from where they were <laughs> at the time. Sure. Um, but one of them was, um, not even a great show, but it was um, Little House on the Prairie, the musical starring Carol Lindsay and um, Jen oh, Gambates. We did it at the Guthrie Theater and then it went, to, it went on tour after that and I sort of turned down the tour because I was just like, this doesn't feel right. I had to trust my gut on that one, but, mm-hmm. um, but going out to the Guthrie to do it, it was a really long contract. Those Guthrie contracts are long.
1: In my home state of Minnesota, oh, baby. Night? Yes.
0: Wow. Oh. Um, that's a great. Were you there in the summer, for? or were
1: you there in the hell months?
0: We were there um, summer. I mean, I feel like it went into fall. Yeah. So it was like summer into fall. Mm. I think. Yeah. Okay. So you were not nice.
1: completely like swimming in no. snow.
0: No, we weren't. We weren't. Thank um, heavens. But I played Nellie Olson, who's like the little brat in town, and it was the <laughs> first time I really got to like really flex my comedic chops Mm. um, in a way that I really wanted to. And the director was Francesca Zambello who directed Little Mermaid on Broadway who didn't get great reviews for that. And I think she sort of was like, and I'm done with theater. Um, But she, she really like trusted me wholeheartedly and just let me go. She just let me be an idiot. And I had so (laughs) much fun being the town brat and, um, I had so much fun. I mean, I was just, and also Carol Lindsay bit. is a lovely friend of mine that I know from college and we were roommates at a time and i just, I love her. Um, and I just got to fuck with her and on stage and just made her so <laughs> angry and I loved it. Um, it's really fun to be the villain and to be hated for being so bad, but also loved for being so bad. And I would love to be the villain again. And I would love totally. to have that kind of trust from a director, where they're just like, "You do what you do. Go do and what you go do what you do."
1: You know, it's interesting. I was I was gonna say that um, you you don't strike me as someone who someone could trust to have the comic chops, Sarah. So right. I think that's really that's really lucky for you. What a rarity in your career, <laughs> right? I mean, I
0: think for forever, you know, I, got, I like, again, I'll go back just like, a, just to bookend this podcast. I, you know, I got into this business cause I want to sing pretty and make people laugh and, mm-hmm. um, and I've had to sort of make a living being an ingenue, which is cute, but it's like definitely never felt like a very true fit, um, as far as like roles go. And, right. um, and I, cause I was always like a thinker and like, um, you know, I'm very willful and. I have a dark quality to me and you know, so I'm I'm looking forward as I get older, the aging entrepreneur looking forward to like really embracing some darker things, you know, as I get older. And so being able to be trusted for like that comedy and stuff and it would be, would be the dream.
1: (laughs) Totally. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the pod. It was so good to chat with you. I've only gotten to ever meet you in person once, but I oh would god, love. And, I,
0: and I literally fangirled over you because you're oh, so please. good no you're, so amazing. <laughs> you're, a, so you're sweet. a star you're a radiant star Jake oh
1: my god you're too kind to me well I, when I heard
0: that Christine was working with you I just died I just died oh, Sorry, I'm still Christine. raving about you sorry sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs>
1: Stop. I'm like okay, stop, stop, stop! Uh, that's, mm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly, I any any opportunity that I ever get to sing with you would be just an absolute joy. So oh my we god, gotta right? make it happen. I would absolutely. Oh love
0: my god, it. I would love that. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> thank you so
1: much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me, and good luck with this podcast. This is so fun. Thanks.
1: <laughs> you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Oh My Pod. You guys, thank you so much for listening. And please don't forget to send your emails to ohmypodyouguys at gmail.com so that I can share your own personal stories on the pod. Talk to you soon. Bye.